I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Visit No One Likes Us Clothing for all your Millwall clobber. www.noonelikesus.co.uk Hi, it's Mr. Bye for now from Millwall Football Club, and you're listening to the world famous Actong Millwall. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to another edition of Actong Millwall, the number one Millwall podcast. As you know, my name is Nick Carr, and we're doing another in our popular series of Listed Lion interviews and today's Listed Lion is a regular um, contact on on social media of mine with a great name Lee I mean I, I, I just want to say Lee Harvey and it just begs it just begs Oswald does how many jokes you get about Lee Harvey Oswald mate it must um, be a regular thing so I think any sports team I've ever played in the nickname has been Oswald <laughs> or Aussie or or some variation of that which is fine. It's easy because it means okay. That's the worst it's going to get. You know, <laughs> you get that straight away. It's starting to get to the point now where there's loads of people who've never heard of him, so it's kind of yeah. I think it's an age thing. Actually, yeah. I think that, that, yeah. that's 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 punctured my ego for the for the show, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee saying, Harvey, yeah. welcome to the show, Lee. Um, oh, okay. Now, just to to start us off. Um, you're uh, a surveyor for the Ordnance Survey. I'm fascinated by that because I've got this picture of you Correct. now walking the hills of like the Pennines with a with like one of those stick things and you know marking out. I'm sure it's not like that. Yeah. What, what do you do? How does that work? What's surveying for the Ordnance Survey? Yeah. So we, we have plenty of those people. There's a few hundred scattered around the country. Well, you know, everywhere in the country, there's, there's somebody that can do that. Yeah. I I am a remote sensing surveyor, so I do it from a desk and a computer and we have right. our we have our planes that fly the country um and they'll take aerial photographs and it's made into stereo vision so i've got an expensive piece of oh, kit that allows me to look at stereo and we plot changes through that so it means that you know if our surveyors don't have to go and do the tiny little updates they can concentrate on on the important things that need to get on quickly and we can do the stuff by uh, by photographs. We were just saying off air, Lee, um, I mean, one of the reasons I love to do these shows is just a sheer range of people that follow our little club from Bermondsey. Um, it, you know, there's, there's what you might call the cliched view of what a Millwall fan is, and then there's the reality, because we get all sorts of 
people from all sorts of backgrounds and it just fascinates me every time we do the show and you know this your your profession now is a great example of that because i don't know in the cliched view you probably wouldn't expect to be a Millwall fan how do you come to be a Millwall supporter lee harvey just going back to the os when i actually joined about eight years ago they were replacing a lot of people who retired and one guy who was leaving was a Millwall fan Right, and I and they thought, oh, great, we're getting rid of one, getting rid of all the Millwall fans. <laughs> Quite another one. <laughs> and then I, yeah, I came in, but then six months later, another batch came in, and there's my friend Simon. He sports Millwall as well, so now they've doubled the amount that they've got in. <laughs> we get everywhere, mate, don't we? Yeah, we we're exactly, all over the place. Exactly. Um, how, how do I um begin to be a Millwall fan? So, I was at Meridian Primary School, which is in Greenwich. Greenwich. Um, yeah, yeah. Around the eight, late eighties, so the the. 88-89 season and I right. wasn't into football at all and there was a kid in the playground who said who do you support I'm like I, I don't know nobody um and he, he said oh me and my dad support Millwall I was like okay that'll do <laughs> and it just went that'll from do. there <laughs> yeah. and, and, it, and it went from there um and obviously at the time so this is when they were um I mean I like to tell myself it was the 87 88 season so like right. you know, I was there before you know yeah. <laughs> I was doing this before it was cool um but it probably wasn't it was probably that that season um when they were top of everyone for for quite a while battling around with all the big teams um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so, so I, I like division one I, yeah that's that's right yeah I got on the bandwagon and forgot to get off um and here we are in 2022 i'm still doing it first millwall game i'm mean, just we've got a little list here that we run through listeners as you all know out there um i know this is this is quite galling because i it was actually at your first game lee i was on the halfway line mate um Millwall two charlton two in august 1989 you're nine years old something like that yes yes it will have been um but but i mean this is like the story my story of getting into Millwall was a bit, a bit weirder than just randomly picking it because of somebody in the playground. Um, yeah. So all of my family are from this. I am going somewhere with this. All of my family are from sort of Cheshire, um, Shropshire area. So mum right. and dad, all the extended family. So, so they're all crew Alex fans. Um, right. My dad was a policeman uh, and he moved in the late seventies down to London. He was a policeman in Catford. Um, right. So that's, I was born down down that way i was born in beckenham which i don't think the hospital's there anymore is it um uh, probably not now no, no, probably no. Not. so so when they split up i was moved to greenwich with my mum right and then okay. that's that's when i very very soon after that that's when Millwall, you know that's when i started, started getting them. some success yeah 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 um and um yeah so, so i started getting into football because the kids in the playground were into it my mum took me she, she was the one who took me to, to wow. the first game so um, that was that so, was the first the two two game that you might yeah, you there. Yeah. So right. so even like you know most of the of the maybe it's different these days, but most of the stories I hear of people being going to football was because mm. their dad took them, and it wasn't like that for me at all. It's because my my mum took me, and and she wasn't. Re- I don't think she was really interested. It was just she knew I wanted to go, so she took me down there. And um, she did. She always told me that um, she took a book. She thought she, you know, she'd be bored. She took a book, um, and she said she never took it out of a bag, though. She, uh, she got right into it, and we still go now. And in fact, the last game that I saw was because um, obviously I've not been living in London. No, uh, yeah, Stokes, yeah. yeah, it was the Stoke City game, the first game of the season. Right, um, and and I, I went with my mum to that. 
Um, wow. She, so she still loves going. So um, your mum became hooked on the club at the same time as she took you then from late 1989? Yeah, but also we've got, you know, my nephew sports West Ham and my brother-in-law sports <laughs> West Ham. So he's, and, and my sister's a Manchester United fan. So she's a bit all over the place, you know, she just wants us yeah, all yeah. to win because that's what mums do, isn't it? But Absolutely, um, absolutely. But yeah, in terms of live football, yeah, she, she, does, she goes to the den, she doesn't go anywhere else. Uh, that's a fantastic story, Lee. Yeah. That's a fantastic yeah. story. I, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, as, as we've said already, I mean, the, the the stories of how people come to follow the lines are always individual and, and, and <laughs> always different. But that's, that is certainly very, very different. I mean, yeah, for your mum to take you, I, I mean, I've come across that one. Yeah, it's generally your so dad or, I, or mates, isn't it? You know? well, exactly. And that's that's something that um, why I was interested, or well, why I thought you might be interested to hear it, because you always hear about Millwall fans, it, it's a family thing. It's passed mm. down. Yeah, yeah. I have absolutely no link to the club whatsoever <laughs> a, in that in that sense. It's just pure geography and, and timing. And chance, because if exactly. the kid had said some other club, you know, it might have been them. You don't know. Exactly. Like I say, my, my dad, you know, if, if they hadn't split up, I probably would have ended up following Crew Alex. Um, or I've got lots of cousins who support Liverpool. My sister was born up in Manchester, so um, although she didn't get into football till later, yeah, um, Manchester United fan. Um, yes, it's just pure chance. Worst option for you from Beckenham, being born in Beckenham, Lee, would have been you might have been broad in Crystal Palace, mate. That'd have been awful. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> see that. I mean, even even in Greenwich, you know, the, the local team there, Chon, Chon, really, Chon, that, um, that could have been awful, yeah. couldn't it? But yeah. at the time, they were playing at Sellers Park, so so the closest team was Millwall. Yeah, um, that's right, they were homeless um, at that time, exactly. Um, exactly. I, I expect the, the kid in the playground that that got me into them was, you know, passed down through family the same way that, that yourself and, and most other more fans was. Um, yeah, I, I mean, can't that, remember, that's I can't remember his name now, but... <laughs> it does vary. I mean, I, I, my, my my family came from the area, Bermondsey, but I personally had no particular link to the club. It's just, a, yeah. I suppose, a, a sense of chance that that's where I, I first sort of... My first game, so I suppose that's it. But you know, these, these things do, do make a difference. Can you remember the match to each? Can you remember anything of it? Or is it... I, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it like a really, really late equaliser or something? The indoors like, scored in, in injury yeah. time. Made I'm it pretty each. sure I missed it. Right. I remember, I think I was trying to buy That's anticlimactically. I was yeah. hoping for like a crescendo. <laughs> like, like I was saying off air, your memory of, of the things I'm going to talk about are probably, up until we get to about 2000, um, probably going to be better than mine. Because I, you know, you touched on it being up north. I'm back in in Glossop now. Um, yeah, yeah. Glossop's a, a North Derbyshire. It's it's between Manchester and Sheffield, um, right. and it's on the Manchester side. Um, so, and that is where I spent the first first couple of years when I was in Greenwich supporting Millwall there. But for the next or ten, eleven, twelve years, I was up. I was in um, in Glossop, which right, is right. where I am now. Um, so oh, I can't remember where I'm going with this now. Do you still? I mean, obviously, you said you were at the Stoke game start of the season. Oh yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you still? Um, do, you, do you watch the um, I follow games and all that kind of thing if you get a chance to? Or that, that, um, how often do you get down? Normally. So the, the the family's all still in Sidcup. Right. Um. So I can I can visit. It's not it's not too bad. So I do mm. get at least at least once a year. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually didn't get there from Southampton too much. I, I expect right. I'll probably see more games now being here 
because um like for i'm going to huddersfield this saturday for example because that's the that's okay. actually the local that's, game that's, 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 say, that's a nearby trip for you yeah yeah, yeah it's not yeah. far at all um yeah but the the difference is one of my best friends um is living in new mills which is just south of here right. but he's from he's from drawsden in manchester but he's a Millwall fan through yeah. an even more bizarre circumstance than me it was his dad you know, he's born and bred in, in East Manchester in Jordan. His dad was a railway worker who was a Manchester City fan who mm. went down to work on railways in London, went to the Den Lots and took that back up north. And so now Chris, he's, you know, at least I was there <laughs> next door. He's, he's got absolutely no, you know, he's a northerner. He's a man. He doesn't even like London. No, but there is a strangely addictive quality to it. I've often tried to analyse, I mean, we, you know, again, we said just before we started recording, my wife is endlessly fascinated by the amount of conversation that could be dragged out of what is a comparatively small football club that doesn't doesn't ever really achieve higher things in the game, but somehow has a compulsiveness that, um, I don't know, maybe on, on the inside of the bubble, it, it's, it's stronger, but... Um, I, I must admit, it does for me. It does have a compulsively interesting quality. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that reaches others. I don't know, but uh, we try and reflect it when we do the podcast a little bit. Yeah. But whether anyone else would do, I, I don't know. I mean, there's certainly something very different about the club, and I've never really been able to pin it down exactly because I found as I've got older, I've actually found the game of football or maybe it's just a modern football thing quite boring mm. now yeah yeah absolutely it's not, it's certainly the premier league and champions league i don't care it's, it's all the same no. you know it's european as we're recording this it's european night um yeah. you know it's like a, a feast if you want of top level football i'm never i'm can't be i'm talking to you about millwall but rather than yeah, watch yeah, you know yeah. watch exactly, it on tv yeah. downstairs so yeah, I, I mean, even I, even england I, you only really watch now when the tournament starts and even well, then it's more out of habit you know, or, or duty rather than what I mean, that England Scotland game, the other, the other tournament was absolutely awful. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm not expecting and, and, much in, in Qatar, but you know, it's odd how you will still feel a pull to go to Huddersfield, for example, in, on, on Saturday. And for me, going you know, going over the, the river from where I am regularly, I can't imagine not doing it. Um, it must be one of yeah. these kind of life, life habit things that you can't. If you shake it, you're probably gonna, you know, not be around long or something. Yeah, I mean, part of it's always about the, um, you know, who you're going with as well, who you're going to see. Social side, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think, like I said, when I was in Southampton, I didn't, didn't really get up there too much. Um, no, no. Now probably had a you had a social life. <laughs> <laughs> things to do. Right? Um, well, I, I went to Reading once and thought, right, I know why I've not been here before. <laughs> You're going to once. Um, and, and right, so I've moved around the country loads and every single time I move to a place, all of the local teams clear out. So, you know, we, we've never, I can guarantee you now I'm not in Southampton, we'll be playing them away in the cup in the third round. Well, uh, probably guarantee, yeah. Magnetic, magnetic. Absolutely, pool. yeah. And I think, you know, Bournemouth disappeared very quickly as after I got there. I think I got one game in. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even tell you. Well, Reading, I suppose, is the one who sort of stunk around us. Um, but that's <laughs> terrible always there, but I've been there too many times. Up here, we'll probably get to more games just because there's a lot more northern teams around, I guess. Local um, football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sheffield United have missed that one. But yeah, Huddersfield, Wigan. The usual suspects. Wigan. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Don't, don't get me started on them. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the uh, the kind of end of the world for me, going to Wigan. 
Um, well, this is this is it's a lot. All my, I, you know, I've been to Upton Park once, I think. Sellers Park yeah. maybe once. Yeah. But I've been to Oldham like five times. You know. <laughs> That's a, that's uh, Wigan a, that's a, that's three, four times, yeah. Blackpool so many times, Preston so many times, and and it's just the, <laughs> like I say, the usual suspects. It's whatever's all, nearby, isn't it? Yeah, yeah they all yeah. follow us, follow us around like a bad smell. <laughs> we can never shake them. No, I mean you've um, you've answered my next question to some extent. The new den, do you like it? Where do you sit? I mean, you, as you said, you've you only ever really known the new den in the sense as an adult. Um, yeah, well, so, still call it new den. It's not really. It's thirty odd years I old. Do, I did actually get them to change it on the map. I did you? I emailed somebody and said, come on. That's not, influence. I like that influence. That's... <laughs> Anyone can do it, Nick. <laughs> Anyone can go on the website. And no, no, no. It's because you, you, right. you wield great power at the Ordnance Survey yeah, and you it. changed that's it. This it is the myth we're going to build here, Lee. Okay. Um, Although I haven't actually checked to see whether it was changed or not. So I should have a look. <laughs> I really before like this goes it. out, and so you need to edit that out just in case. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure they changed it. Um, I really like the stadium. I mean, it was, it, you know, obviously um, those of us longer in the tooth go on at great length about Coldblow Lane, um, and it was a very special place. But as a football um, theatre, I, I think the Den is as good as anything. I've, I've, I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine watching football regularly in many other places. Put it that way, it does no. have a. It has a claustrophobic um, intensity. I mean, even on Saturday when we, we beat West Brom, you've got the whole Jed Wallace panto going on. <laughs> and it, 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 it feels, it does feel like um, a gigantic trap. Or, you know, it, it, you, yeah. get, you get the place draws in on you. I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful location to watch your football. I know, I know we're, we're, we're biased, but, um, you know, you go to other grounds. I mean, Reading's a good example there. Lee. I mean, it's just soulless and empty. and Coventry, yeah. you know the the Rico yeah. Stadium, just empty. Well, they're, they're all exactly the same, aren't they? you know. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. in a way, we were, I guess we were lucky that it got built when it when it was because you know it, it was the first one, wasn't it? After the, the Taylor Report, there wasn't really that that idea no, no, no. of how do you build a football stadium. So, so somebody came up with it. There you go. That's it. Um, but since since then, they're all the same. They're all a bowl. Yeah. And that's it. Apart from actually talking about it, Huddersfield, um, their one's a little bit different. Uh, but so in design just, terms, I just like yeah. the fact that we're in the middle of well, however long it will be, a kind of a post-industrial wasteland. I just like the fact we're stuck in the middle of no facilities, just the odd kind of um, you know transport cafe, and that's about it. You know, I, I think there's something quite um, it, very, very, very about that. Yeah, it is very very strange being so close to the centre of London. Yeah, and totally and yeah, removed from it. <laughs> yeah, nothing's changed, you know. Wonderful, it, wonderful. It moved stuff. 200 yards down the road, but nothing else has really changed. Um, I, th I think um, gentrification kind of skipped that area, didn't it? It's sort of skirted around. And it keeps looking at way. it, but it, it, I mean, <laughs> they, they keep talking about starting the new Bermondsey project. I love the, um, you weren't there, Saturday, but apparently there's a, no. a built billboard that's gone up advertising uh, Bermondsey Heights as a new place. You know, I thought, this, you know, like like Crown Heights or something in New York, Bermondsey Heights. And they still haven't started it, as far as I can tell yet. So I don't know when Bermondsey Heights will come to pass. But um, That's not to do with this, with our regen, is it? I'm not still waiting for. Yeah. 
<laughs> Wonderful stuff. Um, your favourite all-time player, Lee? Who's your, who's your choice for all-time fave? Who do you go for? I'll remind myself what I put now. I was actually filled this in in the um, summer because we were going to do it then, weren't we? Um, I'll, I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. Who's yeah. the highest club goal of scorer? Was. Of course it was. Um, I actually, like, because you, you've put a memorable memorable game question down and, and I, I think I said something else, but I was thinking today, and I, I think mm. I said like the, the semi-final, maybe the cup semi-final. But then I remember today, I was asking at the Watford game, the one yeah. where Neil Harris scored his goal when he when he yeah, first come back. back. Yeah, um, and just like everyone going, you know, going mad and 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 what they call it these days, limbs. That's the one, isn't it? Um, <laughs> limbs, limbs, limbs. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, seeing him getting hoisted up and that that iconic photograph of it, um, that that was a pretty good day, especially since he actually won quite comfortably. It was like four nil, wasn't it? Or four one, yeah, yeah, like yeah. four one, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So that 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 was a decent one. I mean, he's always been there for a very very yeah. long time, and especially because he was a manager through the time when I was really getting into actually going to games myself as well. You know, from right. that that late '90s period. Um, through the 2000s and and you know like we said fairly recently and even when we're on sky he's the one that they wheel out as the the pundit who's got to put somebody on who knows about Millwall. neil come on what are you up to <laughs> you'll do um, yeah exactly yeah um, i mean there are very few people very few pundits know much about Millwall. it's such a, a place of mystery that unless you've got neil harris or maybe yeah, steve exactly. morrison perhaps now um yeah no one else knows one's available <laughs> There are no other pundits that can cover us adequately, so um, he's got he's got an income there. Whatever else. it does, exactly. it does feel rather strange that he's not involved in the club. And um, you know, when he played, when he, he left us in the uh, in the two thousand, went to play for Cardiff and Forest, and it always seemed I don't know, seemed something wrong about it to me. But um, that's I, I, football moves on, doesn't it? What, what's bizarre, you know, we're talking about a, a club legend, um, you know, the top scorer, someone who's done it all for us, has been been through everything, and yet the first yeah. thing that into my mind just then was if he'd only scored that breakaway against Scunthorpe in the um, playoff <laughs> final. <laughs> remember the remember misses as much as the scores. Exactly, yeah. Never mind. Club legend. Club legend. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 the, those terms are banded around very loosely. I think he's, 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 he, that is an appropriate term for... Well, he, he, he is. You know, I mean, just, just being a top scorer alone without anything else. Yeah, um, and the he, managerial input, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but he epitomised everything about what the club was, and and instilled that into several generations of of, of players. Absolutely, which is still there now. You know, some of the some of the younger players will have been there when he was manager. And, it's and the still thing going. is, the thing is with Neil. Um, Whenever you know, obviously you see him on TV, but if, if you sit, hear any conversations or listen listen to him speak, there's an evident love of Millwall. He, he, he still does care about it, even though he's now uh, Gillingham, I think. There's an evident love of the club, and I think that that doesn't, you know, doesn't always you don't always get that in the game. I think that's that's greatly to his credit. Um, so I, I, I think that's a great choice to be honest. As a favourite, well, I mean, you, you say we don't really get that in the game, but I mean, we get that quite often, though. Well, I think <laughs> well, it either works or it doesn't. Because I'm just looking at your your next choice for worst Millwall player of all time. <laughs> um, see now, yeah. See now, I don't know if if he is the worst player. 
Read him out. Read his name. Announce him to the world, Lee. Come on. Uh, Lewis Graben. <laughs> now, I originally was going to go with Kevin Braniff, but I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't quite give him that because he scored the goal that set us off to to the FA Cup final. It was against Warsaw, wasn't it? Yeah, um, Braniff had a, I don't know, a faintly lovable useless but lovable kind of quality I, 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 it, it was hard to dislike him whereas I think Graben yeah. maneuvered things or was things just, were maneuvered uh, against him but he got to that kind of there was a mutual dislike by the end of his time wasn't there but it went both ways yeah and it's remained and so ever since you know every time exactly, exactly. and the, the fact that he the worst part about it is he actually did quite well when he left he's a good player yeah, yeah I mean I, he's a good oh. he's a good player <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I don't like don't like the most about him was that he was actually decent. You know, usually what happens is people leave us in a half and then they go nowhere and disappear. I think it depends um, on a footballer's ability to be abused loudly and regularly, and, and, and your ability to raise your game as a you know, to feed off of that energy. Um, some players do. Lewis didn't. He he, he was not a player that you would, would listen to relentless um, effing and blinding and raise his game to show them wrong, you know. Um, some players can do that and like it, I think. Um, I can think of Ian Wright over the years that uh, yeah. would always, the more he got abused, the, the better the performance. Lee, but Lewis wasn't Lee, that kind of player, was he? No, he just made me think of Lee Hughes, the amount of goals he scored against us. Because Graben, he couldn't, you know, I think he scored against us the last game, didn't he? He, he's um, a good player, but that's that's it. I think that's it. But yeah, I did not. I, I still hold a grudge for. I think he hit the post or, or missed very close against Crystal Palace in, in some dire nil nil, and it was you know easier to score because you can forgive yeah. bad footballers because yeah, in a way yeah, well, it's not their fault. Those. Yeah, no. it's not in a way it's not their fault because the managers bought them or whatever they've picked them. If they're just crap, well, you know what can you do? But if you're a good player with the wrong attitude, that's not that's not us. No, that's, that's not, not Millwall. Not the Millwall no. we know, Lee. Um, no. so, so he, I think he was, he was badly, badly depicted in the Michael Calvin book, the family book, um, where he's hiding yeah. out in the toilet yeah. at Yeovil Town. Um, I think that 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 probably was the the um, the decisive moment where the the relationship had broken. <laughs> completely by that stage um <laughs> but yeah i mean it's an interesting choice i mean um i i can i get what you mean because for us he was appalling but they did go on to a, a pretty successful career also and scored goals as well forest and, uh, and other clubs hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping 
and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Achtung, Mehlball. Um, most memorable match, which, which one do you go for, Lee? So, yeah, I've put the Cup semi-final, the yeah. FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the final was great. Um, the, the game against Wigan, apart from the result, the one, the auto windscreen shield game was pretty good. I enjoyed that day. Yeah. Um, but the semi final was the one that really mattered because for us, we're in the FA Cup final, you know, it didn't really matter what happened no, after that. No, it didn't, didn't uh, compute, did it? it was, no, we would fail at the semi final stage or we would get, we'd get close and never actually make it. And I think this was the feeling that a lot of us had going into the game you had that fear that you weren't going to make it you know fall at Absol- last absolutely i mean all right, so that the quarterfinal against Tramir, um the first game of that was a sunday wasn't it yeah nil nil um, yeah. Yeah. yeah and my friend uh, chris the, the guy from drawsden he traveled down from manchester to watch that i was living down in maystone at the time um yeah. and he met on a train a Tramir fan and they got okay. talking and they're still really good mates now. And um, I think Chris was his best man. And, and okay. um, yeah, so, you know, really, really close thing. They go to some Tranmere games as well, um, quite regularly. But he was just amazed that the semi-final tickets said Tranmere slash Millwall on it because they were <laughs> obviously all printed off before, you know, everything. And, and the fact that Tranmere Rovers got had to apply to be in the UEFA Cup because because uh, ev- it, it took so long for everything to go through all the quarterfinal teams had to do it so you know that's that's their level so yeah, we're obviously yeah. that next level above aren't we we're okay oh we're, you know we're here now you know the semi-final that's where we'd expect to sort of fall short um and then you come up against Sunderland the team that we'd already beaten twice or certainly once yeah. I think we'd beaten three times didn't we that year uh, we, yeah without- we we had a good result Serious that this season, but that was a game entirely. The semi final was as tense match as as uh, I can remember. I mean, it, was, it just seemed to be endless. The second half just seemed to stretch on and on and on and on, and he's waiting for the moment, the blow that was going to come when they equalised, but it it never came. It was it was uh, almost surreal. Actually, now, it? Yeah, it, it was tense. It went on for a long time, didn't it? But I actually missed most of the second half because I was in the St John. Well, you know, the toilet again. Were you? Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. What with uh, Lewis Graben, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so when, we, when we scored, you know, yeah. everyone, limbs again. There we go. Limbs. So we're down with the, we're down with the kids on this podcast, aren't we? <laughs> <There> we are. <laughs> so everyone's jumping Absolutely. around. Grab, yeah, everyone's jumping around, grabbing each other, and we're all cheering and everything. And it all settles down. Yeah. And I tried to put my leg down, and I, I said to, to Chris and said, I can't walk. I can't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> And I, to this day, I have no idea what I've done, but my my ankle was just gone. You broke your ankle was, in some way? No, no, I, I think I sprayed it. I don't think I've broken it, but it was bad yeah. enough that I, you know, I couldn't couldn't walk around. Couldn't walk. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so so we had to go. To, we went to the bar at half time, and I went. Of course, to the, to need some alcohol to yeah, kill yeah, the pain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, 
and I went to see the St John's ambulance people, and I remember being like, "But can I go back out and watch the match?" Yeah, you know, sort that out, do whatever you got to do. I was, I was thinking, "I've got over and broken it, so I've got to go to the hospital or anything." It's like, no, 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 get me back out there. So we did get back out. They left um, you up basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, with the booze. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, wow. So, so luckily, in a way, it was slightly less stressful because we didn't see most of it. <laughs> they probably um, gave you painkillers to mix with your alcohol, yeah, and yeah, then you're exactly. away with the, exactly. the fairies, you know. Um, exactly. Um, so, but but that whole match, especially a one, you know, hanging on to a one-nil win. In, yeah, in that know. circumstance, to get to a cup final and to get into Europe and to play against like Manchester, that United. made it extra extra um, bizarre, didn't it? The whole European it, thing, yeah. yeah. yeah the idea of Millwall playing in Europe was uh, beyond the imagination. Well, yeah, they've had to change the rules since then, haven't they? Yeah, to keep us that out. Was the, that was the catalyst. Oh, not <laughs> doing that. Straw. <laughs> they yeah. can't be having that. <laughs> can't have those people in there. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's a great choice. I mean, it's, it, we were saying before we started recording, listeners, Lee was saying how he's going to, you know, say many of the same things as many other people. Yeah. And it, it's, it, you know, in some ways, it's it, 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 these these are the big moments of our club's history. But I love these little side stories of spraining your ankle and, uh, you know, the kind of relationships that get formed on trains going to away games. Well, that, this, yeah, is that, what, this is what these shows are all about, you know. Well, that that the, the Tranmere fan Ian, he um he was with us at that match, wow. um and he absolutely loved that. Oh, who was the one who got sent off? McAteer, Jason. That McAteer. was it. Yeah, because because he you know the Tranmere Liverpool links, Don mm. Bolton, I think it was. So he was yeah, yeah. delighted when he got sent off. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it took, so because I'd sprained my ankle, we were obviously out in the town. That, that evening, of course, you um, were. <laughs> he was he was giving me a piggyback and went arse over tit and lost his two front teeth. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like the battle of the sun, nearly. Next question for you, mate. Funniest <laughs> ever Millwall moment. What's your what's your choice of well, I'm I'm sure, some, yeah, some of these funny moments are personal choices, but I do like this one that you've given me up. two sets of notes here. Trying to remember what I've written. So, so my, my set actually says about me twisting my ankle, but that's not the answer. That's a good one. It's I'm going to give the, you a funnier um, moment. That's Dennis Wise. Dennis Wise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was the um, Mother's Day massacre, wasn't it? So that's the same season. Yeah. What was it? We got a corner. I can't remember. He's been pelted. He's. Um, at that time, I don't. I can't remember what the, the score was at that particular moment. We were certainly winning because he was. He was very. Yeah. Um, on top form, wasn't he, Dennis Wise? Well, he he, he um, was a player that raised his game for the big time, and you know, yeah. um, we, we've said it a few times over these shows. You get some players that are big time players, and, and Wise he was. Semi final being a great example, but also the 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 West Ham game. He knew what games needed to be won, and yeah. he had that ability to do whatever whatever black dark side of his personality, whatever lurked, and he would do it to to win a free kick yeah. or produce yeah, a moment. I mean, before we get on to the moment that made me laugh, but I don't think we would have got to a cup final if he wasn't in charge. No, no, it was almost like an effort of, it was an effort of will because he would, you know, he was, he was at, towards the end of his career at that point. He's still a fit man, obviously, but he was very much in the final days of his playing career. Um, and it was an ideal choice for us. I must admit, when he first joined us, that Wise and then Ray Wilkins, I, I wondered whether. They were, you know, how would they be as, as management? But um, they produced one of the greatest moments of my Mill yeah. supporting life. So you can't argue with that. E even though we had, even though we had to play against some of British football's finest teams like Telford, Trevor, <laughs> um, but that's wonderful. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Um, we got into Europe by that kind of route. I think it's just so yeah. funny. Um, but but then yeah. for for us, that is an obstacle. You know, and, and, and <laughs> we, needed, yeah, we needed somebody like Dennis Wise to get us over those obstacles. Whereas, um, Absolutely. We're all yeah. losable games, weren't they? I mean, the, the, way, the yeah. way trip to Trendmere is highly losable. Exactly. Um, that was a very yeah. game as well, um, But yeah, the, the comedy moment was when it was a corner, wasn't it? And we were clearly, you know, well up by that point. Um, yeah, all over the place, weren't they? Yeah. By this stage, he, yeah. And he was getting pelted by all sorts of stuff. And he took, put, you know, put the ball down, went over, <laughs> collected all the money, went over to the mall and handed it <laughs> to this kid at the front, turned around <laughs> to the West Ham fans with a thumbs up and a big smile. <laughs> That it was it was one of those moments, and I think in a way, I mean that again, that that showmanship to do that, I think, is um, huge. Oh, he, he, he knew exactly. Yeah, he knew exactly how we'd react with that. Didn't he? Um, it was like it was like a I don't know. It was like Bruce Forsyth working the crowd at, at, at some yeah. kind of show. You know, some people can do it, some people can't, <laughs> and Wisey could do it. Um, just fast forwarding a little bit, Lee, to the current side. Ask you to name your yeah. your, your favourite player. You. You've gone for Tom Bradshaw, mate. I have. Um, see, because like I said, we were going to do this sort of the back end of last season, and I, and I probably would have said Jed Wallace. Um, well, you can't say him anymore because he's now become villain I, number one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that is that because he was just playing? You know, he's a professional. He's he thought if he wound us he, up, he, it would help. I don't know. I don't, not, I don't know what's going through his head. I don't I'm, know I'm what's going through his head. It's quite. Yeah, I'm not convinced it's quite as uh, <laughs> awful as everyone's made it out to be. But I wasn't there, so, so I don't know. And um, it's the den, but, and it's a soap opera, and the, everyone they want they want their villain. They must have their absolutely. villain, and they got it because he's celebrated. And <laughs> absolutely, he, there we are. Um, he's now the yeah, t- Tom Bradshaw. Um, yeah, you always like the player that works hard. He does, and yeah. especially what he's because um, Neil Harris brought him out, I think, didn't he? And if you think about everything that's happened since he's been here, and how how what was expected of him, yeah. It, he could have easily just disappeared. He could have gone out alone somewhere. He could have like failed and whatever. But he's still there, still scoring he works goals. Hard. I mean, that, that he works finished, so hardly. Yeah, that finished the other day for his yeah. first goal against Watford. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely meant that. And the thing was, and, he, and he's, he's, he's got he? Yeah, and he was he was known as a finisher. You know, um, but as you say, he's had his problems, so that that probably hasn't really taken hold. But that was a glimpse of the thing, the Tom Bradshaw that we're expecting. To sign under under Neil Harris and well, I mean Hattrick inside thirty two minutes. I think it put him in the same sentence as uh, you know Erling Haaland and uh, you know players at that level in, in terms yeah. of speed of, of three goal scores. Yeah, we've got Vogel Samu who's coming from the German league, who's banging him in there. Who we've paid a bit of mm. money for, um, uh, and then you've got uh, Afobi who is supposed to be this this eight million pound player, whatever he used to be, and, <laughs> and one of them one of the manager's favourites, you know, and yet. It's Tom Bradshaw who we got from Barnsley, still the one keeping them out and banging them in. He works hard, and what what I really noticed on Saturday because we've been going a little bit more direct, um, which I've done no problem with at all, Mister Rowett. If you're listening, I love the <laughs> mill when we play it a little bit more direct. But you know, so we're using Bradshaw rather than a phobie, Lee. I mean, a phobie's yeah. a bigger bloke. Um, Bradshaw's not a tall guy, and he's he's he, you know he's strong, but he's not not massively tall. But we're using him as a pretty much as a target man. He does so well in the role. I mean, he, he gets up high, and he's strong with the ball fired into him. And you know, then he'll lay it off. So yeah. you've got to take your hat off to him. And, and and as you say, the persistence to stick around for so long 
in very adverse circumstances, you know, it's always been good for him. You know, in the opposite vein to, to Lewis Graben, he's exactly... We, we, <laughs> let's get another dig. Yeah. Get another dig he, in on Graben. Absolutely, 100%, yeah. Oh, oh, you and, you and, slag, Graben, you slag. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, and, and I, I do like it as well that he's come from the north, because I can yes, assume yeah. that slightly the other way around but you know what i mean yeah, um, yeah no i get it you'll get that yeah so that's that's good i mean lee gregory is another one like that who uh just kept you know working and working and working all the time yeah. running chasing everything running after everything so so tom bradshaw yeah for now until the starts scoring well, more <laughs> well Zealand fleming is the coming man i mean you know yeah. um I think the thing, and you mentioned Lee Gregory, obviously Lee Gregory needed his Steve Morrison. And I think mm -hmm. um, Tom Bradshaw probably needs, we're hoping, you know, Zeehan Flanger will kind of acquire that kind of influence. I think he does need others around him to to create, but um, certainly he's a good choice. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with, with him as a favourite player. Um, I do like your most hated opponent, uh, number <laughs> 10 question. Um, it goes back to... Back in the maternity hospital, I guess, Lee, does it? So, right. This That answer is the standard. You've, you know, there's two two teams. Maybe some people might think Cholton, but it's either West Ham or Palace, isn't it? That's Yeah, you know, so it's a choice of hated opponents, like. yeah. So, so the, of the traditional teams, it's Crystal Palace hmm. because we are completely nothing like them. We're totally no, no, we're not. <laughs> we're nothing like them whatsoever. Um, and in fact, what is great about the way the club is now compared to the past is um, we would have probably already sold Zian Fleming to Palace for like half a bag of sports <laughs> and, um That's what we used to do, wasn't it? It's like, oh, he's, he's half good. Off you go down the road. I think we're waiting for Zian to become worth 20 million before we sell him to Crystal Palace. But, you know, there is a, <laughs> there is a difference, isn't there? Rather yeah. than giving away for um, Pastels, as, um, as you say. But yeah, they're, they're nothing like us at all. And, and that goes against what I love about about being a Millwall fan. Yeah. Means that conversely I then detest all this 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 sort of fake invention of, of a thing. I mean, you know, even the kit, they just made it up. It was because oh Barcelona are good, we'll have that. And you know, they used to have and the Eagle tradition. The Eagle. Yeah, the Eagle yeah. Is, is um Benfica, I think it was the Malcolm yeah. Allison nicked and, and Benfica's own them, you know. Used to be the Glazers, you know that makes Glazers. sense. Glazers, Claret and Blue, they played in, didn't they? Absolutely, yeah. that that makes sense. The the the, the Crystal <laughs> Palace that works. No, okay, we're going to sling that out and make something up. And that's before you even get with the Derby, inverted commas, with uh, Brighton. <laughs> what is it? If if you've got to name it after a motorway, it's not a Derby. That's all. No, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's it's the East Croydon to Brighton Town Central Derby. But, it's not much of yeah, a Derby, so, so, really, is it? So that, that's that's the sort of traditional choice, but but, but it, it gets a little bit more complicated for me because, like I was saying, when when I was eleven years old, I shipped up to to Derbyshire where I am now. Um, yeah, I did whole secondary school through there, and this was um, nineteen ninety one through to ninety six was when I was at secondary school. So that's right. smack when the Premier League started, and when Manchester United kicked off, and they and they were they were huge. Was mega, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so at school. I had the imaginative nickname of uh, Millwall. That was uh, before, 
before all the kids knew who Lee Harvey Oswald was. <laughs> no, you're Lee Lee Millwall Harvey, yeah, like you're on some it. kind of Facebook group, you know. Exactly, that was it. So, so everyone, you know, they were Liverpool fans, Manchester United fans mostly, or Manchester City fans. Right. So now I had no problem with Liverpool fans taking the piss out of Millwall because they're Liverpool, okay. especially it's then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, have recent history of of doing pretty well. Manchester yeah. United were winning everything at the time. Okay, that's fine. Whatever, we, we, you know, <laughs> we've we've got beaten by Warsaw or wherever it would have been that week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But Manchester City fans, and this is for you know anyone young listening. I don't think younger do listeners. Yeah, but, they do. I uh, believe they do. City, City used to be absolutely awful. Um, oh shit! And no, not I much better than us. <laughs> third, third division material yeah. like us, like yeah. we were. Yeah, yeah. And so. That I couldn't take. It's like, no, 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 hang on, you're not much better than we are. <laughs> so, so for a long time, it was Manchester City. I couldn't stand them. I hate, absolutely hated them. Just Do you still hate them in the era of, of like Qatari state wealth behind them? Do you still hate them? Well, no, because now it's the same. Well, you're winning. All right, fair enough. <laughs> That's fine. But I've, I've kind of lost interest in that end of football these days anyway, to be honest. You know, no, when, I'm with you, you there. Start, yeah. When you start getting to the top of the Premier League, it's okay, brilliant, well done. You it's know. of no interest. I, mean, I find it quite strange to have lost interest in uh, the, the current plight, so-called plight of Manchester United are now fallen giants, aren't they? With, especially with um, the, their noisy neighbours, as they call them at uh, City. But, you know, back in the early days of the Premier League, they were hated as being like the epitome of glamour and wealth and everything that was wrong with the modern football world. Now they're yeah. kind of... Bit like an old Roman ruins, like the Colosseum falling to pieces, <laughs> isn't it? You know, it's not. I don't know. It's strange to feel sorry for them in a way, but um, well, I mean, uh, you know, being up here, I've met a lot of Manchester United fans who are sort of local to Manchester mm. ones, not the ones from um, Surrey or G- Guildford. <laughs> um, and their their support is a lot closer to ours than I think people realise. Certainly, the the um, the, the ones fans, grown up, yeah. the families, and, the, and that's true of Manchester City as well. Um, yeah. So, so, so I've kind of got a little bit of a soft spot, spot for them, and because here of it comes, here it comes, them. listeners. He's from up north. Wow. Well, here, so here it comes. I mean, we're talking about. Um, well, we haven't talked about Teddy Sharing yet, actually, have we? I think he's in. My well, no, we're going to come on now to our, yeah. our favourite ever Mill Eleven. But you know, we can oh, well, Sheringham's in there. Before we go on to that, I was going to say, so, so we had City, I couldn't stand City, Wigan, because of that. <laughs> always in the was way, it, it was, Yeah, it was, yeah, not even following us around, keeping us down. And it's like Wigan. And they're, they're the same, it's the same with Bournemouth now, isn't it? You know, little Bournemouth, yeah. Premier League, well, you know, are you little if somebody comes and gives you hundreds of millions of pounds? Not really. Or, or Brentford, um, yeah. No, it's the same yeah. thing. I, I, I do find it strange. Uh, but Wigan, we, we had a period of our history where... We were kind of obsessed with Wigan, and it didn't yeah. it didn't feel right then. It doesn't feel right now when I think back. Okay, but but even now, I'm looking at the table and thinking, uh, "Oh God, they're in our division again, are they?" And you just well, it's such, it. such a such a kind of um, a, 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 I don't know, just a, a, a bleak place to go to, isn't it, Wigan? It's just, I think they didn't. I think they knocked us out of some playoffs over two legs. They must have had one shot and won the tied one nil over two games, and, and then there was the windscreen shield final. Well, the, the late ninety six minutes, however, yeah. they took it off us. Yeah, uh, and, and that again with, with their what do we have? Fifty five thousand fans and fifty five thousand people. <laughs> 
you know. I think they, I think they had five thousand people. One little section at the far end, something like that. But when they got the trophy on that day, I, I, I had to laugh because obviously tradition is that there's a cheer that goes up when the trophy is awarded. But they got the most almighty booed. <laughs> 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 that was like so, so very Millwall, you know. Um, no, um, no sportsmanship there. <laughs> yeah, the, the other random team uh, is Crew Alexandra. Um, Crew, so, oh, yeah. Okay. Now, now I don't hate Crew, but they're hard, they hard were, to hate. They were the team that, because of parents and family support them, I, I could not right. lose to them. I think I've celebrated goals that Millwall have scored against, against Crew far, far more than anyone ever should. <laughs> Any Millwall fans should. Um, <laughs> it might have been you. I was up at Crew, or it must be over ten years ago when we last played Crew at Gresty Road, and we scored. Mm. I think it was a late, might be a late winner. I think. And there was limbs, as they say. And there was like mm. this kind of mangled you know, Andy Cap used to have like a cloud of smoke with arms yeah. and legs sticking out of it. And that was maybe you were in there in that case. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we get overexcited to win at Crew, but. Yeah, but my, my mum still um, laughs at me because she was. We went to a game up there, and she was obviously in the home end. And she said, "We could see you, you know, giving the gest, the usual gestures." <laughs> You're giving too many wanker signs over there. Yeah, yeah, far, far too much gusto for um, Crew Alexandra. Um, I remember Darren Huckabee equalising once fairly late on at the Den. I was like, oh, thank Christ. <laughs> you know, there's not much hate there, but I no, I can't. No, just I, in the, stressful games to watch. Uh, smouldering dislike. We'll settle, we'll settle for that. Mm -hmm. then. Um, we've come to our last question on this listed Lion series, Lee, and it's to name your best ever Millwall 11. Do you want me to give you a clue as to who you've named? Shall I know, I've got it. Now? I can see it. Yeah. You've got it? Okay, <laughs> well, you read them out then, in that case. Um, so I, this was a tough one, the goalkeeper. Um, mm. I've gone for Casey Keller. Great choice. But it was very, very close with Brian Horn. Yeah. I think um, was one of the... So Ian Dawes and Brian Horn, I think, were, were two of the players that I first noticed. Um, yep. You know, when, when we were playing in the playground, I always wanted to be Ian Dawes. Everyone else was yep. Teddy sharing him or whoever else. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm the, I'm the left back. <laughs> very sensible choice, if yeah, I may say. Yeah. Um, so, so it was close between Casey Keller and, and um, Brian Horn, but yeah, you Casey Keller, Keller just stood out, and he, he had those big moments as well. You know, like um, not getting sent off when he should have at Highbury, that kind of thing. Um, yep. Chewing his gum all the time <laughs> in American never, style. <laughs> you, yeah, you never see. So I've played in goal, and I chewed gum for exactly the same reason, uh, which I assume he did, <laughs> was because it helps. It keeps your mouth moist. You can shout and whatever. Maybe that isn't why he did it. Maybe he just was American. Um, but yeah, the way that he did it, it was it was very sort of casual, wasn't he? And and he had a fantastic know, mullet, fantastic yeah. mullet, didn't he? Of, of yeah, that time exactly. As well. Yeah. And he would refer so, to games where we didn't concede a goal as a shutout, shutout. <laughs> and I, I was used to impress me no end. You know, it seemed Absolutely. to bring in a kind of a glamour to, to the side, Casey Keller. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a fan of North, North, yeah, he, well, he was, yeah, so I'm not a fan of North American sports, so maybe that's the, maybe that's where it came Shut out. Um, great, great stuff. And then you've got Ian Dawes. <laughs> yeah. Good player. Great, great player. player. Skillful, elegant player, Ian Dawes. Um, Keith Stevens, Rhino. Absolutely. And and again, for managing and, you know, getting us contribution to properly. Yeah. It's similar to, to um, Harris. Was just yeah, always absolutely. there for good times. Neil and I did a show on legends, uh, you know, the kind of much hackneyed term of club legend. 
And Keith Stevens, uh, like like uh, from memory, I think we said that uh, Neil Harris was a legend. And and Keith Stevens fell, fell into that category for the sheer number of games that he played and contributions to the club on, on field and as a manager. So, you know, good good choice. And, and play, players who have done it at different levels as well, I think. Absolutely, so like Neil, yeah. We was at Division Harris. 1, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and still do it, still performing regardless of where you are. And, and obviously, he, I'm not sure if he has ever actually played at the third level. He must um, have done. He, he would have done. Yeah, he would have done. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, he's, he's, he had a long career in the game, in, yeah. a playing career, and then manager, really. But yeah, I think he played in the third division. I'd have to check that. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty certain he did. I was to see um, Ray, Ray Wilkins played for us at, at Stockport once. That was bizarre. In the, I think <laughs> Third level football. Um, who's, who's next? Yeah, yeah, he's not in this uh, team. <laughs> no, he's, no, no. I think it is weird though because Wilkins would have played in Italy, like the, the football Italia's time, and he was played at the yeah. I don't know Sampdoria and all, all sorts of places. I think and then to finish up I playing ever, for Millwall. Mil- the only time I ever saw, so, yeah, the only time I ever saw Ray Wilkins play was uh, a five-one defeat away at Stockport. <laughs> so a long way down anyway. from. Yeah. Um, uh, so we've got Keith Stevens, Paul, Paul uh, Robinson, Paul Robinson. Robo, Robo. Um, yeah. Again, similar reasons. Been there for us for ages. Done it all. One of those Absolutely. servants, like you yeah. say, legend. And I think that the best memory of him is that in the tunnel before the well, Huddersfield <laughs> semi-final, and that game was won then. It was. It was yeah. just a sheer kind of aggression of let's 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 fucking have it or something, wasn't it? I can't yeah. remember. And, and it, you, but... I mean, I remember later in that game because um, you've got all the Huddersfield players. You know, it's their entire season's on the line. They can go to Wembley <laughs> to get promoted, and yet there's a throw in, and they're looking at each other like, "You take who it. wants it?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking that. <laughs> I think I think it's you know it was interesting on Saturday. Obviously, Jed Wallace was um, it is a skillful player, uh, a very effective player. But I think it's it's interesting how the sheer I think the closeness to the to the to the pitch. And the sheer venom that gets sent your way, it can really affect a player's game. Um, yeah. It certainly affected Jed in the in the second half. I mean, it, it can't be nice. Oh, it must be bloody yeah, horrible. We just, we, yeah, we just take it as like you know that's what we're used to at the den, aren't we? It's just every week, but you know it, it cannot be nice if you if you try and sit and you're trying to do your job. And, and you got like a mob of most horrible yeah. blokes in the world bellowing at you. Well, <laughs> you're trying you know, to do. You're yeah. trying to walk up a hillside with one of those yeah. things, one of those uh, V-shaped things. I can't remember what they're called. Sticks, whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah, imagine doing that under under a torrent of abuse. Um, <laughs> Kevin Muscat. There's a good choice. I love right. Kevin Muscat. Right. right. So he, he has got onto this list. I'm sure there have been better players than Muscat. For, I mean, he was a, gr- a great player. He wasn't there he for was very long. Player, yeah. uh, he, he was, a, he he was a vicious man, though, wasn't he? He was a vicious man. That is what he's on this list for. Just to represent the the, the comedy value of supporting Millwall and what we like. You know, we, you can have your players who will, you know, not make someone go round, you know, put the ball in the top corner from 40 yards and we'll love them. Fantastic. But we'll also love a guy who will run 40 yards just to put a two footed challenge in when the ball we'll is stand on gone. <laughs> Yeah. And then have the audacity to stand up and go to the ref, you know, arms in the air. What? <laughs> Absolutely Wonderful fantastic. player. We loved watching him play. 
he, he was a wonderful character. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to be an opponent of Kevin Muscat, no. and I'm sure there was a screw loose. Um, I might have to delete that in case that's lightness. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he was a great Millwall player. I think we'll leave it there, Lee. Um, and I mean, yeah, uh, he, uh, he sort of represents that part of Millwall, I think, rather than him himself. You know what I mean? Although Terry Erlock is coming up later on, so maybe he's. Well, I'm later. just looking at our midfield. It's not exactly wanting for um, bite and aggression here. Our midfield list. We're going, we're going to go from Kevin Muscat. I mean, that's a pretty uncompromising defence. I will say, with uh, Rhino. Robo, and there's four, there's four at the back. There you go. No, Doors no is in there as the representing the cultural approach to life. The fact they can't <laughs> all be bruises, bruising and um, you know, muscular approach. But we we a very skillful midfielder, Alex Ray. I loved Alex yeah. Ray Lee. Yeah. Great, great player. I, I I was unfortunate I didn't really get to see him play a lot mm. in the flesh. So yeah. because when when I was uh, in Greenwich, we went every week. You know, we had um I'm not sure if we had season tickets or not, but we pr went pretty much every week um, that they were playing. Yeah. And then when I moved up north, there was a couple of years where I didn't really see a game. Um, right. Because the only way I was going to do that is, you know, bearing in mind 12, 13 years old, was if yeah. I was down south visiting my dad. Yeah. So circumstances. He would take you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. he, you know, he's not a Millwall fan. And he's an ex-copper as well, so he he hated to take me to the den. He wasn't happy. He used to have a cap and pull it over so that none of the the, the police that were on duty recognised him. Um, Wonderful. So, yes. Yeah, so, so I didn't really get to see him play a lot. The only time was um, when because you had the the ITV Sunday matches, didn't you? Yeah, the live game, big match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but that was all regional. So you might have seen Millwall play quite a lot on there. Um, yeah, I didn't because it was Bolton or or um, Oldham or whoever yeah. whoever was playing that week. So it had to line up that we were playing a Northwest team, and right. it was good enough to, for them to put it on the TV for for me to actually get to see him play outside of right. you know highlight shows and things like that. Wonderful um, player, but um, yeah, but yeah he, he he but he was the star of that team at the time. I think that sort of early nineties team kind of player that could single handedly grab a game and change it and you know it made a difference between winning and losing a lot of, in a lot of his performances wonderful dynamic midfielder Alex Ray um just moving from I mean, I've already said that this is a midfield with bite you've got Terry Herlock mm. um alongside Tim Cahill in the center what, what a midfield there Lee yeah. Herlock and Cahill yeah. wow um, yeah Her Herlock is somebody that I just similar to Muscat in, in you know in in representing that sort of hard style midfielder mm. that, that that we do like but he but he could play football as well you know he didn't play he for certainly could for nothing um mm, no. but also to someone that I just really remember very very few memories of the old den even though we went there loads um mm. but I certainly remember him charging around much loved by the crowd. I mean, you know, his, his career was actually comparatively short at the Millwall, um, but yeah. his impact was way, way beyond the numbers. I think. We're going to move on to on to Tim Cahill, um, yeah. and wonderful, wonderful. I mean, obviously he came over from Australia, so we'd kind of nurtured him as as a youngster. But he also had a Millwall aggressiveness combined with skill, similar to Herlock in yeah. in that way. Um, I mean, that's I mean, the combination. Cahill, that's the magic combination, Lee at Millwall. Yeah, I mean, and it's the same with Alex Ray as well. But Tim Cahill was a class above. I mean, there's there's been a handful of players, I think, certainly in the modern era, who 
have been that good. The fact that we sold him for a million and a half to Everton as well. He, he, he weren't even that good in the Premier League, you know? No. Um, no, no. It's, it's it was just criminal. scandalous. It's criminal. I think we were um, broke. It's, it's very, it's very Millwall. That's you know exactly Absolutely. what I would expect of us to do. I'm just surprised it wasn't to Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> That's the but, classic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. What, what, um, what a player, and, and and again, he was he was always there. Um, scored that goal at, at, against Sunderland at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, in, in a funny way. I mean, um, he might not thank me for making this comparison, but. Um, a similar kind of Herlock quality in that we had this beautiful kind of golden period uh, where both Herlock and Tim Cahill represent iconic moments of our, of our mm-hmm. uh, club's history. Both made comebacks where they were basically there to physically assault players and that would, then they would get sent <laughs> off. <laughs> and that was that, you know. So they both had that kind of um, anti-climactic, um, grievous bodily harm period when they came back. Um, well, you I say that it was anticlimactic, but I imagine a large amount of our support would have been fine with that. That's that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Off you go. That's I mean, good... it was it, it was a big. I mean, I was there when Tim Cahill made his comeback, and the club did a great job of building yeah. out the tension and ramping it up. Um, sadly, his his legs had gone, his pace had gone, listeners, and they, but um, not his elbow. He, he, that was still right. he also had that. Um, yeah, not his elbow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he had that loyalty as well. Um, which I think is something that Millwall fans certainly respect, deeply, appreciate, yeah. if not demand. Um, and he always know, speaks well at the club online. Uh, you know, he, exactly. to this day, you know, he, exactly. there's, a, there's a fondness in the heart. And uh, we've mentioned Dennis Wise already, but he makes up yep. the yep. the fourth member of the quartet. So we've got Alex Ray, Terry Herlock, Tim Cahill, and Dennis Wise. That is one well, all, mo- all, you know, mother all, of a midfield. You got there, Lee. All like four that. of them were um, were. Fantastic players, as well as being a bit. They could handle. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, if if you've got a midfield where you're saying Alex Ray is comfortably the most sensible and calm of that four, <laughs> that that shows would, you what what it is. They would take some management, wouldn't they? But there's yeah, a great. It's yeah. a good good eleven. We've got up front. We've got um, what a scoring duo here, Lee. We've got Teddy Sheringham teamed with Neil Harris. I mean, Sheringham. Yeah. Is my my choice of favourite player of all time, and, and I know that some youngsters get a bit silly about his West Ham connections and where he went. But the contribution he made to our club is immense. The goals yeah. he scored and and what he represents, um, and a fantastic player, very very skillful player. Well, I mean, you know, you're talking about Tim Cable's legs. I mean, Teddy Sheringham carried on for for years at a very very top level and, and he was still fact, playing in the 40 i think they yeah. colchester or somewhere you know yeah. 40 years old something like that um i mean it, it's funny with him actually because a lot of my um greatest memories of him as a football is actually not for us mm. um but because he too. yeah because he was that you know when i first went he was the guy up front scoring all the goals in the old first division and everybody knew who he was yeah, and but he was ours. He he came from Millwall. Yeah, you know we made him, and then he went off to do so so well. So, like watching him scoring for United when they equalised against Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah. And then I think like, he, he, he flipped on the, the one for Solskjaer to 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 win that. Yeah, so I was, European in, I was in a, yeah, nineteen ninety nine, wasn't it? So I was in a pub full of Manchester United fans, and my um, stepdad, <laughs> my stepdad at the time, was a big Man United fan. Um, so I obviously wanted them to, and then you know my hero, my my when I was a kid, 
has come on and has uh, rescued the game for them, and it and, and it was great. Um, and then it felt like we could what... claim that one ourselves. To me, it yeah, like it yeah, it was a Millwall European Cup win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Like, like when you when you are surrounded, but you know, and your little team's done nothing. Nobody knows who any <laughs> of the players are, and then you've got this guy, and you go, yeah, we made him. We did He's that. One of ours. Um, exactly. Um, and then I remember like watching. I was at the game at Old Trafford when England played Greece. You know the the two two one. Okay. Yeah. The um, uh, the qualifying uh, tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the Stretford end then, so that was the goal that Beckham equalised in with his free kick. Yeah. Yeah. Late. Like, like second Into minute. injury but, time. Yeah. Yeah. But before then, it was Teddy Sheringham came on, and I think it was almost with his first touch, equalised before Greece got another one. Now and again for me, it was almost almost in tears, or you know, because that guy that's come from Millwall that I've seen for years do all these things has just scored for England in like yeah. a World Cup, big big World He's Cup match. Another big time player, like we said about Wise, um, he responded to the big situation. Beckham was a, yeah, a big time absolutely. Player. And so, um, somewhere yeah. in Canada, somewhere in Canada, there is an England shirt. Um, I think it's is it 2002 World Cup maybe with. 21 Sheringham on the back of it because that's what I got when, when I had an England shirt. I was like, oh, I'm not putting Shearer or whoever it else it was. No, no, that's no, what no, you no. want. Sheringham, that's what I want in there. And uh, a mate of mine, he was over from Toronto. We took him to an England game. We took him to watch England against Turkey. Do you remember that one? Right. Yeah. Uh, at um, the Stadium of Light. Big win, wasn't it? Was it? A, was it a, uh, yeah, a, a we won 2 now, I think, with um, something like two that. But it, okay. it, yeah, but it. The thing about it was there was a lot of fighting and writing and all sorts out in the streets. Right. Okay. And we're we're in this pub in Sunderland, um, and there's we're all English, know know mm. how it all works, and we've got Trevor, mm. this random Canadian bloke who has no idea how this works. <laughs> <laughs> so when the when the tables start coming through the window, we're like, right, we need to go now. Out the back door, everyone's outside. Where's Trevor? He's gone the other way. <laughs> I want to see this. Yeah, he ran towards it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so, so he, yeah. So I, I gave him the shirt that I had from that that tournament, and he's got it out and still got it. So, Fantastic. and this is like you were saying before about how how Millwall spreads. It's a random, yeah, random moments in, and random linkages, London, isn't it? Yeah, in London, Ontario, there's a England shirt with Teddy Sheringham just because some kid in this playground once said to me, "You, you support Millwall?" But, oh, okay. You know, Let's give a shout yeah, out to Trevor in yeah. London, Ontario, and his yeah. Teddy Sheringham shirt. Big shout <laughs> out to him. Um, and finally, we've mentioned already Neil Harris, but that's that's a that's a wonderful front line you've got there, Sheringham and Neil Harris up front um, of Lee's best ever. Millwall yep. 11. Whether the ball will make it up front to them or not, who knows? Because, you know, well, would do, do it. <laughs> Steve, St Stevens and Robinson would send it straight down the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll you have Paul Eiffel sat on the bench shaking his head, going, What is going on here? You know, oh, I feel why, why can't I get in this team? That's wonderful, Lee. We've reached the end of our series of listed lion questions. Did you enjoy doing it? Did you, uh, did you, did you like, um, the, the experience of being a listed lion yeah yeah definitely um you know when you, you sit and start thinking about it there's always daft little it's like desert island discs isn't it i mean yeah. you know if you try and think what would you have in there you can always come up with other records and other moments as, as a mill thing but it's um it's always interesting to hear the the kind of story of someone's mill support and the, and the moments and how they played out in the, in their life and that's kind of what we try to achieve with these shows 
I think it's well, fantastic. Some really unusual stuff here in this one. Well, like like I said earlier, I'm not even the weirdest story that I know because my, my <laughs> mate is from Drawsden, and there's another guy who, who comes out with us who's um, from Burton, and he's ended up Burton. in Millwall. I, I don't even know the story behind that. <laughs> well, tell them we'll get them on. They'll have, they'll have yeah. to come on because these are the stories we want to hear. I, um, I can guarantee you that people, when when I talk about Chris, the floppy blonde hair mank. People listening to this will know who I'm talking about. Oh, he is. Okay. Um, guarantee. Um, we we have a lot uh, of characters. I mean, I think. I mean, it sounds like he's he's one of those Millwall characters that uh, we. I don't know how the clubs have, and they must do, but we certainly maybe they stand out more at our clubs. It's, it's comparatively absolutely. small, but. And you, you um, see, our fans love to hear from them. You know, yeah, you see, you see our fans in weird places. Like I remember, I was working up in North Yorkshire, and and there was Scarborough were playing Bridlington. Which was a bit of a local derby, well, you know, local local derby, um, and there's about a thousand people there, and I'm walking around, and there's a bloke comes the other way in a Millwall coat, and I stopped him, like, yeah, oh, what's this? <laughs> and he, he was like up up there in a stag do or something, um, you know, he lived lived somewhere up north, and I was like, it's Scarborough Athletic against Bridlington in the FA Vars, God knows what round, and there and he is, two Millwall fans there. <laughs> You wouldn't predict that, would you? No. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. stuff. Lee, Harvey, I won't say Oswald. Oswald. Yeah. <laughs> Huge thank you, mate. I've really enjoyed it. It's no good problem. stuff. Um, yeah. And, uh, thank, thank you for the show. It's great stuff. Yeah. It, it, keep, no, it keeps it. us. It keeps us people connected to the club in a way that they wouldn't otherwise. Yeah, be I mean, it's, that's the intention of it. It's, 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 yeah. If we can kind of um, hopefully capture something of the nature of Millwall and reach places that um, and fans that can't get there so often, then we've done a good job. I really enjoyed this one. I hope you two do, did too, listeners. If you'd like to come on and be a listed line, do get in touch with me. I'm on Twitter at Achtung Millwall. Give me a direct message and we'll see what we can do to put it together. And I'd love to hear from the blonde mank mate of Lee's um, maybe another day. But uh Thank you, Lee. Until the next show, dear listeners, which will be after the trip to Huddersfield. Give me a score prediction, Lee. Saturday. We're on a roll at the moment, aren't we? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going. So instinctively, I'm pessimistic. <laughs> <Get me. laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll go for 1 0 to Millwall. I like yeah. it. I'll, I'll, I'll nick fancy it. to win. I'll nick it at the end. <laughs> Until the weekend, dear listeners, thank you for listening. Arriva Dirty Millwall, and bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.